Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. Hey friend, welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. So I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself on your commute to work questioning basically every career choice you've ever made? (laughs) Like, why did I even become a nurse? I'm definitely not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough for any of this crap. And at some point, someone's going to figure that out and realize that I've, I've been a fraud and I don't belong here. What if I go into work and I get a GI bleed and I don't know what to do. What if they bleed out? What if my patient that I get codes? What if I get the code bed? What if I have two open beds and I get two train wrecks? What if I get floated to a different unit and I don't know where anything is and I don't know who anyone is and I don't know what I'm doing? What if our provider yells at me today because I make a mistake during a code or an intubation? What if I have an intubation and I forget the meds or I push them incorrectly? What if I make an error? What if, insert your favorite stressful event of choice and basically continue that until you pull up to work and have to roll in with a brave face? Can anyone else relate to that? Because I sure as heck hope that I'm not the only one playing the soundtrack in her head on every commute to work, especially when I've been off for a little bit and I'm going back into it. Or maybe you can relate to this. You finally get through your three shifts of work, three or four, whatever it looks like for you, and you're like, oh, thank God, I'm almost to this time. I've got two days off, three days off, and I'm so excited for my time off. So you roll in to your time off, and you immediately start the countdown, basically counting down until you then have to go back to work. Anyone else know that feeling where you're like, I have three days until I need to go back to work. I have two days and 10 hours until I need to go back to work. I've got one day and two hours before I need to go back to work. I better start preparing. And the thing is with this, is this countdown mentality just leads you to not actually be present on your days off. So you don't even really enjoy them. And you just continue to feel exhausted and stressed. And then you go back to work. And so you're either at work worrying about work or you're off worrying about when you have to go back to work. So it just leads to this crazy cycle of anxiety that's not helping anyone. If you can relate to any of this, then you've picked the right episode and you are anxious just like I am. So welcome to the club. I'm glad you're here. This phenomenon specifically in nursing is often referred to as pre-shift anxiety. And oftentimes it starts when you've been off for a couple days and you have to go back to a stretch of shifts. 
And it's actually a pretty toxic feeling that just ends up spoiling your feelings about nursing and sets you up for failure, really, because you go into your shift so anxious that you are more prone to make mistakes. You're also more likely to focus on the negative things going on in your shift. You're more likely to be focusing on something that you forgot that you feel like you should have remembered, that bad interaction that you had with the doctor, and you're less likely to focus on all the positive things in your shift, like the family member that you helped, or the IV that you got on the first time, or the skills that you're really improving on, or the knowledge that you're gaining. You're not noticing those sorts of things. You're noticing the mistakes or the errors instead. So the key here is to change how you're starting your shift and to change the mindset that you're starting your shift with. Really, we're here to ease pre-shift anxiety and hopefully manage it a little bit better. You're not always going to eliminate this feeling, especially when you're new, only because it's totally normal to feel this way. You're starting into a profession that's super difficult and contains a lot of different variables. There's so much to learn. So of course, you're going to have some anxiety in this during this learning curve. And honestly, I hope that you have some anxiety. When especially when we're new, if we have no anxiety at all, that's almost more concerning because you're dealing with people's lives and you're new at this. And so if you just have all the confidence in the world, you're more likely to make errors because out of arrogance instead of a willingness to admit that you don't know things, be anxious about it, a little bit worried so that you're hyper-focused and advancing your practice. I want you guys to be totally confident in your ability to figure things out and ask for help and not so much blindly confident in a practice that you have not mastered. So the key here, what we're talking about today, is how to manage this pre-shift anxiety, ease it up a little bit so that at the very least you're starting your shift with a positive mindset where you're looking for growth opportunities rather than looking for failures or errors. So we're going to roll into five simple things that you can start doing to help manage your pre-shift anxiety. So first one's a biggie, and we've talked about it a million times. The key is sleep. And it's not just about, I don't, I don't want you to just focus on the number of hours you're getting. It's also about the quality of the sleep that you're getting. If you are already experiencing anxiety in your nursing practice, then I'm going to guess that after your shift, you go home, you eat, and you crawl into bed, and your brain is going crazy still, even though your body's physically exhausted. Can anyone relate to that? Where you're laying in bed trying to get yourself to sleep and you're honestly starting to get anxiety over the fact that you're having a hard time falling asleep. So now you're worrying about the fact that you can't sleep. And again, this just leads to a crazy cycle where you're in and out of sleep and you have racing thoughts that are impacting the quality of that sleep that you're trying so desperately to get. So if this is you, I want you to work on building a pretty solid sleep routine this week. So go back and listen to our episode on sleep, and that's going to be super helpful in developing this routine. But the what you want to focus on here is relaxation and creating an envir- environment for yourself where you're able to let go of the day's craziness so you're not doing this internal audit where you're going through every single action that you took during your shift and instead you're winding down letting go of those things so that you can ease into sleep and you don't have these crazy racing thoughts keeping you awake so find a few components that you find help you relax and build a routine for yourself and this is totally going to be individual it's going to 
depend on what helps you relax. But maybe it's something like, you know, you take a warm shower, you use a couple like essential oils in the shower if that helps you. Maybe you make a sleepy time tea or something like that if that's helpful for you. Give your brain a few triggers that tells it that it's time to start to wind down. The other thing that you can try is certain types of meditation that might help ease you to sleep. And it's something else for you to focus on instead of your racing thoughts, because there's usually some sort of direction that's happening during those. Um, Even if it's a simple body scan, you're then focusing on relaxing parts of your body rather than all the things going on in your brain. So try and add a few components into your routine that help you relax and try and also subtract a few things that stimulate and keep you awake, right? So stop with the screens right before bed, maybe shut down your phone an hour before you're going to sleep. Instead of, you know, binging on Netflix before you're trying to wind down, maybe read a book instead. Those sorts of things are more relaxing and less stimulating because that's the last thing we want. Um, The other key to remember to improve your sleep quality are things like not drinking a bunch of fluid right before you go to bed. So while you're on shift, make sure you're drinking water so you don't have to chug it right before you go to sleep. Um, And then also if you're consuming a lot of caffeine, just start to be mindful of when you're consuming that caffeine so that you're not having it, you know, at four in the morning when you need to go to sleep in a few hours after, after work. So try a couple things this week to improve the quality of your sleep and go back and check out our episode on sleep for a couple other tips on how to improve this. But sleep is extraordinarily important in easing your anxiety. Sleep deprivation causes more anxiety. So let's work on that first. The second thing that I want you to start to work on this week is preparing for your shifts so that you don't need to rush right before you're going into work. We actually talked all about preparing for a stretch of shifts in last week's episode, so definitely check that one out for a little bit more detail on how to prepare. But if you prepare things like your scrubs, your food, you have all of your stethoscope and other tools, if you have all of that together in your bag, it just prevents that last minute rush that happens when we haven't prepared and we're trying to get everything together before our shift. Because If we go into our shift rushing, feeling like we're behind, feeling like we have to speed to work because we're running late, all of those things just add more onto that anxiety pile that we've already got going. You have enough to worry about trying to figure out how to be a nurse and learning all these skills. Let's not throw more on top of the pile. So let's start to make that pile at least a little bit smaller. Like I said, we're not going to get rid of all of this anxiety altogether, but maybe let's stop adding it, adding anxiety on for silly reasons. Let's keep the anxiety for those good things like trying to learn how to be a nurse instead of like trying to get to work on time. The third thing that I want you guys to start working on is a mindset shift. And this is one that's way easier said than done, of course. But I want you to start thinking about this and start practicing these kind of reframes. So we're training our brain to reframe our thoughts so that we can start recognizing the statements and soundtracks playing in our head that aren't serving us and instead replace them with helpful statements and meaningful questions. So if we go back to the beginning of the episode, when I'm telling you guys about this scenario where I'm sitting in my car and I'm asking myself things like, why did I even become a nurse? Am I even good enough for this? Do I belong here? What if I get this code or that problem? None of those questions, if we look at them by themselves, none of them are actually helpful. None of those things are going to help me be a better nurse. None of them are actually going to prepare me for those scenarios. 
all that is is really just a crazy spiral of anxiety. So when we're working on reframing and changing our mindset, we take these questions that aren't serving us and we change them into, into statements that might actually help us and actually improve our practice. So instead of asking yourself if you're even good enough for this, if you're smart enough to be a nurse, instead, let's reframe it and start to think about all of the ways that we've proven that we can be a good nurse, all the things that we've already overcome, all the things that we've already learned in our practice, instead of viewing the IV that we missed or the little errors that we've made or the, the piece of information that we forgot as failures, we can reframe it and start to view them as growth opportunities. So whenever you find yourself in this situation where you kind of have like a spiral of thoughts going on and you can tell that it's not helping you, I want you to try and take a deep breath, take a step back, and start to ask yourself whether all of the statements and questions going on in your head are actually serving you or whether we need to re-examine those statements with a different lens. Maybe think of it like use the lens that you would use if you were talking to one of your best friends. If they said things out loud like, am I even smart enough? Am I even good enough to be a nurse? What would you say? You're not going to say, yeah, you know, you're probably not. Of course not. If you do, you're probably really not that great of friends. So maybe maybe switch up your friend group there. But if we were talking to our friend, we would recognize that those thoughts are super toxic and help them to change how they're looking at it. It would be we'd be giving her a pep talk. We would be telling her, "Of course you are smart enough. Of course you're good enough. You passed nursing school. You worked really hard to be here. You did great in your clinicals. You had all of your professors giving you great recommendations. You'd be giving her all this evidence of why she's good enough and why she belongs here. I want you to start to do the exact same thing, but for you. If you start to go down one of those crazy spirals, I want you to take a step back and think about yourself like you would if you were your own best friend, because you should be. You can also start to work on replacing assumptions with actual facts that you know. So if we're asking ourselves those questions like, what if I get the GI bleed? What if I have two open beds? What if the provider gets mad at me today? Those are all assumptions. We have no idea what kind of assignment we're going to get. We don't know if we're going to get floated. We don't know if we're going to get the code bed. So instead of worrying about whether all those things might happen in the future, we can focus on what we know. So what we know is we got through yesterday. We took care of our patients yesterday, and we've gotten through every single other shift that we've had so far, right? We've survived all of this. We know that we're going to do our absolute best for our patients, regardless of what scenario we have, and that we're going to survive any scenario that we have to deal with. We know that we've got a really great team that we work with. So regardless of what we get, we know we're going to be well supported. So start to replace those assumptions with actual facts that help you. The fourth component is building a solid pre-shift routine. So this can be made up of anything that helps you ease your anxiety before your shift and puts you into a positive mindset so that you can start your shift on a positive note. So what worked best for me, what has helped me the most in this process, and believe me guys, this is not something that I have just resolved, but I would rather us work on these things together so that we can both improve our pre-shift anxiety issues rather than me just trying to tell you what the best answer is because I don't have all the answers. But I will share what has worked for me in hopes that it might help you as well. So in this case, there's a few things that I added into my pre-shift routine that I found to be very helpful when trying to manage my pre-shift anxiety. So 
the first thing that I added is was moving my body before work. And this does not work for everyone. Um, A lot of people find themselves really tired before work and have more energy after work. But for me, what I found is that when I worked out before my shift, I went into my shift already having accomplished something. In my workouts, I would prove to myself how strong I am so that when I went to work, I felt strong. And this doesn't have to be any crazy kind of workout. It can be as simple as doing some yoga. It could be a walk. It could be stretching. It could be walking your dogs. It doesn't really matter what you do. It's just about moving your body. If you move your body, you change your mind. And it just gives you a win before you even step onto the unit. The next thing that I found helpful adding into my routine was some sort of mindfulness practice, whether that be something like a meditation or journaling Really anything that helps you be a little bit more present and helps take your mind off of racing thoughts and take your mind off of that anxiety. So I I am by no means a skilled meditator. <laughs> I don't think that's a word, but I am not like great at meditation, but I find little things that help me practice. So Peloton the app has some meditations, like guided meditations. Those are helpful for me just because I can't just sit there and not do anything. Um, Or there's apps like Headspace that offers some really cool meditations as well. Um, And I think they do like a trial. So if you want to try something like that and see if it helps you, that's a great option as well. Um, Something like that guided app where you don't have to figure out how to meditate all by yourself. Or if there's if journaling is helpful for you, if writing down your feelings is helpful, that's also a great practice to to add in as it takes your mind off of that anxiety. And again, this does not need to be long. This could be five minutes, 10 minutes, even if it's you sitting in your car doing some deep breathing or breath work, those sorts of things can be super helpful. And developing those skills are going to be things that you can then translate into your practice on shift as well. Um, I definitely, you know, going into a code or if there was a tough family situation in a room, sitting outside and doing 10 seconds of breathing, like box breathing or something like that can be so helpful to just calm you down before you have to do something stressful. So adding this in before your shift helps to ease that anxiety. So try out an app or something like that, a YouTube video you can watch. Um, They'll guide you through breathing exercises or meditations if you're new to this, but adding that in is going to be helpful for you. So add in some meditation, move your body, and then I want you to start to add a few things into your shift that you love. And that just gives you something to look forward to before you're going into work. So maybe this could be expensive, but if you budget for it, it's great. Maybe it's that you always get your favorite drink on on your way to work. And it's only something that you do when you're going to be going on shift. And so even if you're not really excited about going to work, you can be excited about the iced coffee that you're going to get on the way there. This can also be something like walking your dogs before you go to work or playing with your dogs for 10 minutes before you actually leave so that you you know, have something fun that you do before work. If it's making um, an awesome playlist for yourself that you always listen to on your way to work, that kind of gets you more excited and happy and pumped up than just somber and stressed. This can even be getting yourself your favorite snack that you only eat when you're going to be going to work. So if it's like a bag of gummy bears, that's only for when you're going to be on shift. It's little things that you can look forward to and little things that you can focus on that are positive when all you can think about are the stressful things that you're worried about. Instead, you can be like, but at least I'm going to be getting my iced coffee today. Or at least I'm going to be listening to this playlist and it's going to get me excited and I get to have gummy bears at midnight when I'm in the middle of charting. 
whatever that looks like for you, start to jot down a few things that you love doing throughout the day and start to sprinkle those into your pre-shift routine just to add some joy and add some fun into something that's pretty stressful as it is. So just to give you an example, what my pre-shift routine typically looked like is I would wake up from my sleep, I would get up, throw on some gym clothes, grab all the stuff that I needed for my actual shift that was already prepared and ready, grab my lunch from the fridge that was already prepared again. Once I had all the little logistic-y detail things set aside, I would usually make myself a little bit of food, eat real quick, and then at this point, my husband was usually home from work, and so we would take the dogs on a walk. It was something that I could do where I could spend time with him, spend time with my dogs, get outside a little bit, um, and then I would head to the gym, get my workout in, And then once I left the gym, I typically would play either a podcast that got me really excited or I'd have some like music I was working out to anyway that I was really enjoying and listen to that on my way in. Probably sing really loudly because I'm, (laughs) I don't know, in the zone in that mode. Um, And then I would grab a drink usually that I was going to enjoy on my shift. Um, You know, bad habit, but it was typically like me stopping at the gas station and getting an energy drink for my shift. But it was something little that I was like, that was my one thing I got. I got my energy drink and it was something I could be excited about so that I could walk into work and I was already drinking it. I don't know. It sounds so simple, but those little things really helped me. And then once I arrived at the actual hospital, I would park, sit in my car and sit for a second. I would either call my husband and chat with him just for another like five minutes or so because he's a very positive person and would always leave me feeling better than when I started the conversation. Or I would turn on some sort of quick like either personal development podcast that was short or a quick meditation or YouTube video or something like that. Sometimes it was even just watching like funny dog videos or compilations like that. Sometimes that was it. That's all I needed. So find things like that that are helpful for you that are easy for you to add into your routine. And then the last couple points I want to make on this is if you are experiencing this crazy anxiety before every single shift nonstop and it's getting to the point that it's debilitating, I want you to start to consider whether it's just normal anxiety or whether it's actually a sign that this unit is not for you. Or maybe this team's not supportive in the way that you need. Maybe the specialty is not right. It's definitely normal to experience some level of anxiety, especially when you are new to practice. But if this is happening all the time, if you find yourself totally miserable, if you're starting to get more depressed, if you're dreading every single shift that you have, and not seeing any positive, that might be a sign that the unit is not a good fit for you and that you're not getting the support that you need and maybe you need to change. So I don't want you just to ignore anxiety and assume that it's just because you're new. If it's getting to the point that it's a little bit debilitating, there might be a problem that needs to be changed in that setting. And on that same vein, if you are experiencing that level of debilitating anxiety, depression, That is at the point when I want you to talk to someone where it's not just about adding in some podcasts and doing some meditations or journaling. That's not going to fix it. If it's getting to the point where you're struggling to find happiness, that you're, you know, you can't sleep because you're so worried or that you're experiencing things like panic attacks, I want you to go speak to a professional. I am 100% not a professional at this. And I cannot say enough about the value of going to therapy. It is not just for people who are going through things like psychosis or quote unquote, you think of them as like crazy. You're not crazy if you go to therapy. Therapy is really for everyone and 
too, too few of us actually utilize these services. A therapist is literally just a professional friend who doesn't already have bias or opinion about your life. So they can hear what thoughts you have, hear what you're saying, and help you actually reframe your thoughts and give you tools and coping skills that actually help you deal with your emotions. This is something that I a thousand percent did when I first started my practice. I had this in my head before I even graduated from nursing school that I was going to start seeing a professional before I even started my practice because I knew that it was going to be stressful. So that is so helpful to add in if you're finding that you're having a lot of anxiety to have a weekly appointment or something like that where you can talk to an unbiased party about how you're actually doing so they can help you get the tools that you need to manage those symptoms and also help identify if there's something more serious going on so that you know that you're safe and supported as well. All right, so to recap, we talked about five things that I want you to start working on or considering if you are dealing with some pre-shift anxiety. So the first thing is working on your sleep. I want you to start improving that. Definitely check out that week's, that episode. Uh, mindset shift is our second point, and that is about reframing your thoughts and asking more meaningful questions. The third is prep and preparing for your shifts so that you're not rushing when you're first starting. The fourth is building a solid pre-shift routine, adding in things like exercise before your shifts, meditation, and adding some things that you love and look forward to. And then lastly is talking to a professional if that is what you need, and also considering whether it's the unit and you need to make a change rather than just normal pre-shift anxiety. If you have any other tips that you have found helpful for yourself in managing these things, if there's songs that you love or practices that have helped you a ton, please share it. Um, Share it on the post for this episode so that we can all learn from each other as well. And if while you were listening to this episode, you thought of a couple of your good friends who are also nurses who are struggling with some pre-shift anxiety as well, please share this episode with them too so that we can build this community and give every nurse the support that they deserve. My only mission is to help my fellow nurses and help us all grow together. And with your help, I think that we can reach even more people. So thank you so much for being in this community with me. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.